Hello, I'm Adam Pachisi, and you're listening to Ringmasters. What's up, guys, and welcome to yet another episode of Ringmasters. My name is Austin, and joined with me today is my good buddy Chad here. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. You know, unlike them New England Patriots, I showed up for the big event. I am here today, and I am ready to... Have a blast. We're just kicking, you're just kicking New England while they're down now. I mean, granted, I know everybody is. Well, at least everyone that's not in New England. But, yeah, I mean, understandably so. But we are joined today by a very, very special guest we have from Cultaholic.com. We have Jack G. King, Jack the Jobber. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I, I am Jack, the safe pair of hands king, like Nick <laughs> Foles and not, not like Tom Brady. So, there we go. <laughs> Yes, when 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 running trick plays and when trying to catch a ball, Nick Foles catches it and Tom Brady just hits it off his fingertips. That was an incredible play, though. Yeah, I mean it was it was crazy too because like he came out of the pocket and then just had his running back catch it and then handed it off and then they gave it away. It was it was crazy to watch too. I can't imagine like just the just the the balls that that the Philadelphia Eagles head coach like had when he was just like, all right, we're gonna run this and Foles was just like. Oh, right. I saw a little. I mean, I, I promise I'll talk about wrestling soon. But I saw a little clip of the, uh, like the sideline just before that play, and obviously it was the coach who decided to go for it on fourth down. But it was Nick Foles who decided that play. He was like, "Shall we run this one?" And the coach was like, "All right, okay." So yeah. Damn. That yeah. that that's a, that makes me like Nick Foles even more. Yeah, exactly. That <laughs> that's got some big that's got some big leadership for the for the team to trust him with that kind of crazy play. And then Tom Brady's like, anything you can do, I can do better. Well that well that play <laughs> happened that play happened after Brady oh, muffed. That the must catch. be what gave Nick Foles the idea. He'd probably have been like, Maybe I could just do this to rub it in his face. <laughs> Who's the goat now, Tom Brady? Oh shoot. <laughs> but yeah. That I mean, obviously with the Super Bowl coming off, that's on everybody's mind. Not Ron SmackDown this week, but Anyways, it's just great to have Jack here, and congratulations, too, with the success you guys have been having with Cultaholic. Um, I told Adam this beforehand, how you guys came out the gate, like, unbelievably well, and you, especially when the website first launched back last year, I remember going on the site when it first launched, um, and you had, like, five or six or seven, one of those numbers, I'm not sure... Uh, you had a, just a ton of like articles and lists already written for the website, so like you were a workhorse, and like much respect to you for putting the work out as soon as the site well, started. Thank you. I mean, um, people did notice this on Twitter as well. I mean, um, obviously, I didn't write all of those after the website launched. Some of those were like pre-written, and then I just had to kind of modify the ones that were a little bit more time-sensitive, like if anything had happened in wrestling, but. Um, it was pointed out on Twitter that I'd done a lot on the site, but I, I would also like to say, like, just because it seemed like I was putting in all of the work, it, it shouldn't take away from the other guys as well. Like, everyone's putting a huge effort. It's not just, it just so happens that my work was kind of the most visible at the start. Oh, of course. Yeah, totally. Those Everybody's been doing really well. I mean, everyone's been doing crazy work. You've got the new show where you talk about the top 10 wrestlers of the week which is a really cool series and you put you put a lot of effort into that too in terms of Thank that and you. I, and I know that's one that you you've you vocally said that you're really proud of this uh video series yeah i just uh, i always enjoy um kind of the analysis side of wrestling and giving my opinion on why a match is a good or a bad match and kind of helping sort of i mean i'm one of those people who 
I pay attention to Dave Meltzer's ratings, even though it causes a lot of controversy whenever he gives an opinion that a lot of people disagree with. I still think it's a good sort of barometer for people who might be unfamiliar with a certain wrestler or a certain promotion uh, to kind of get a feel for it and know which sort of matches to look for. So I'm really pleased to be doing that as well because it, it sort of helps me recommend guys and promotions that I enjoy. And also it helps me learn myself more about like a big part of it is interaction. So I'll have people tweeting me like, have you seen this match? Have you seen this wrestler? Have you seen this promotion? So it really helps like both ways, really. Yeah, I think having that communication does really help too. And especially when uh, you guys built up a sense of, I feel like trust with the fans where like people, like when they listen to your opinions, while they may not agree with them occasionally, like while some people might think this match is bad or this match was much better than you guys were giving it credit or this wrestler should be pushed. I think people take your opinions with like all the grains of salt because you guys have shown that you've known what you guys are talking about. And you're also really respectable in respectable when presenting those opinions, unlike just saying like, this guy sucks and that's a fact. You're like, this is just what we're seeing, which I think is the best, which is a good thing to see come out of the internet wrestling community, just to see like actual positive criticism about uh, pro wrestling, which you don't see very often. Yeah. I mean, negativity is always going to get attention and get views. Um, but I think it's also important to do it the other way. Like you say, like be a little bit more positive about it. And even if, even if you don't like, cause obviously you're not going to like everything in wrestling, but even if you don't like something, I think it's quite important to explain why and be quite fair about it. You can still be funny about it and still make a joke of it. But I think it's important to kind of say why you think something's not personally for you. And also, I mean, uh, whenever we make a joke about a certain wrestler or a certain match or something, it doesn't mean that we like, we're disrespecting them at all because since for since like WCPW and working behind the scenes in wrestling, you really get a sense of like the sheer dedication that every single wrestler heart like goes through to become a pro wrestler. It's not something to be taken lightly at all. Oh, absolutely. I'm really glad you, yeah. uh, you brought up WCPW. Cause I know when we had Adam on, like I don't, my favorite thing that we talked about was just the inside, the inside like perspective of booking like a wrestling show. Like, I thought that was my yeah, favorite it was part fascinating, of that interview. Yeah. Oh, I bet it is. Um, what was your, like, favorite part of doing that? Like, and, like, and, and also the hardest part? Um, uh, well, towards the, I guess kind of at the start, before we really, before I'd met a lot of the roster, it was much more of a pool, like a, like a think tank where we all pitched in ideas. And then for whatever reason, I don't really know why, but it gradually, like, thinned out and I wasn't really part of the booking process anymore for the last, like for the last good few months of it, I wasn't really, I didn't really have much of a say, which I was quite annoyed about. But at the same time, uh, it was never my job. I understood that I was a writer and a video presenter. I wasn't, I didn't want to feel entitled and say like, I should have, it was just strange that I, I started off that way and then was sort of filtered out of the process. But I still enjoy being a part of the show. I really enjoyed the camaraderie of like traveling around the country with the guys and getting to meet so many great wrestlers and so many like just good people as well. There's a lot of, like I've made some friends with some of the guys like uh, Jimmy Havoc's really cool. Gabriel Kidd, like just a lot of the guys are, uh, we still stay in touch and they're really awesome. Um, the most challenging part I'd say would be, I didn't have too much involvement with like in ring things, but whenever I did, whenever I had like a little segment or taking like a move or something, because I'm totally untrained and not a wrestler at all. The, like the nerves that like got me, 
I got quite nervous before some of those, like especially if it required any degree of improvisation at all. Um, but that was all kind of balanced out by the the relief that hits you afterwards when you realize that it's all gone well. You get a tremendous sense of achievement and like excitement and also just relief as well. You feel very relaxed afterwards. Yeah, I mean, you had you had some multiple. I think the two things that stuck out of my head, both of them incredibly positive where when you were being chased by Primate, like through multiple <laughs> weeks of WCPW, yeah. and then also when Broken Matt Hardy just bit your ear That's off. what I was going to comment. Yeah. Like. Which that moment was just the greatest. Because that was one of the first times I had seen, because I don't watch much Impact Wrestling, um, okay. if any, but that was one of my first actual times of seeing like a live Broken Matt Hardy segment. And just seeing how wild he was and and still is, and like how he broke, he how he got the fans in such a frenzy, and just how you especially, I feel like sold it like incredibly well. Um, it was, it <laughs> that was, was one of the most. Go on, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, it was just I was just it was hysterical. It was funny. It was amazing, and I just loved every moment of that. But yeah, you were saying. I mean, that was one of the most surreal moments of my life, I think, because it's, it's Matt Hardy. And I was just going to say, I could bet it is. (laughs) It totally was like, um, beforehand that, that wasn't a part of the script originally. Um, he wanted to add that in himself. So, you know, Kenny McIntosh, uh, Mm -hmm. he came and found me during the show midway through the show and went, uh, can we come and see, um, and, and usually when we're in certain venues, if there's a few locker rooms to choose from, not for any sort of like, division reason or anything just because they're more familiar with each other the american guys would usually have a locker room to themselves it wasn't in an exclusive way it was just because they were friends and they knew each other so they wanted to have the same locker room and that was totally fine um and he went can you come and see matt in in their locker room so i went along with kenny like through to the locker room where matt hardy was and um bubba ray dudley sat there with him um (laughs) Bubba goes, is this the kid who buries everyone? He meant what? <laughs> so I was like, no, no, that's that's not me. That's not me at all. Um, and then Matt Hardy, like, basically rehearsed what he was going to do. He was like, don't worry. I said, look, I'm not a trained wrestler at all. And he went, don't worry. I'll lift you over the guardrail as gingerly as you like. Uh, all I'm asking you to do is try and get your screams as high-pitched as possible, please. And I was like, yeah, totally. That's fine, I guess. Um, And I remember lying on the floor of this locker room with Matt Hardy on top of me thinking, like, I used to play as you on SmackDown too. Like, what's going on? This is crazy. But it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. He's a really nice guy. Um, Really nice guy. Like, I love that story. Um, When I went, Ring of Honor did a show in our hometown, um, and and we actually covered on the podcast. I did a whole review on it, but um, I got uh, I bought meet and greet passes, and I met Cody Rhodes. And I was waiting in oh. line. Yeah, I, I I was waiting in line to meet Cody, and the entire time I was like, oh man, like I really hope he's a nice guy, because because Cody is like I I was a huge Cody Rhodes fan his entire career in WWE, and I said the entire time he was there that that guy could be a world champion if they book him properly. Mm. And then when he left, I was like, this guy is going to light the Indies on fire. And he has, but while I'm waiting in line, I finally get to to meet him, and I'm I'm wearing uh, his American Nightmare Bullet Club shirt, the one he mm. the first one he put out, and you know he says, "Oh, nice shirt," and I'm like, "Oh, what? Oh, yeah, I'm wearing your shirt, yeah," and I'm, and <laughs> like, and I'm having a conversation with him, and really nice guy, and then I and then uh, right before I went and talked to him, I heard him mention to a fan, "Yeah, I don't do I don't go on podcasts unless it's Jericho's," 
because every time I do, some some Mark wrestling fan takes whatever whatever I say and puts it out of context, and I was like, oh no, because I was gonna ask him not to be on the podcast, but just to do like a sound bite, and like, yeah. and then I asked him, I was like, yeah, I know you just said to that guy you don't do it, but I was wondering if you could do that, and he was like, oh yeah, no problem. And then he's like, do you know what you want me to say? And I was like, uh, I think so. And he's like, well, why don't you have a seat next to me and think about it, and I'll get back to you here in a minute. <laughs> and I sat with him with, with, with him and his, and, uh, his, I think, Brandy's, like, niece or something. Um, I, I sat with, with those two, and I met Brandy's parents, and I just had a full-on conversation <laughs> with him for, like, ten minutes. And I was, like, literally sitting next to him being like, I can't believe I'm having this conversation he's, with Cody Rhodes. He is the most, like polite guy he's very courteous he was incredibly um, courteous and i i was so happy yeah he's he's like we um we had a show in newcastle like our hometown um cody was flying home the next day so he came on a on like i'm sure we've referenced it before on videos and stuff he came on a night out with us like in newcastle it was the it was the last day of like a long tour up and down the country and it was the last night in newcastle after the show we said is anyone coming out none of the wrestlers really wanted to obviously they were very tired but cody was like yeah because if i've learned one thing it's that you've got to you've got to stay up all night before a flight so that you can sleep on the plane home which makes sense i guess yeah um uh he came out with us uh to like a rock club we were all in t-shirts he was in like obviously a full suit like a three-piece suit of course he was Um, (laughs) He's looking like a million dollars. And they were like, I remember they'd occasionally be like, once or twice it happened where like a woman would come up to him and just say something like, you're so beautiful or something like that. And he'd be like, thanks, my wife wouldn't like that. Just like so smooth, just like instantly. just. <laughs> like, um, but he, um, I remember he was obviously swamped by wrestling fans when he got in the place because it was like the after party of our show as well. So there were a lot of wrestling fans in there. He was swamped by a lot of people and he had time for every single one. Yeah. Like he talked to every single one and on a level as well, not in like a, oh, nice to meet you. Thanks. Like, see you later. He was like having conversations with every single person. Some of them were drunk. Some of them were like really excited, but with every single one, he was just on the level. He's, he's man. I, I can't speak highly enough of Cody and he's quite, he's quite a disgustingly perfect person. Really. Yeah. Well, quite annoyed. <laughs> at the ring of honor show, he, he had the meet and greet and then like, more than half the line got cut off because the show was starting. So everyone went back to their seats, and he wrestled his match. He actually wrestled Christopher Daniels, and it was awesome. And then mm. after the match, he says, you know, you know, we're taking an intermission, and during this intermission, I'm going to meet with every single person who didn't get a chance to meet with me yet. And he, like, he was the only wrestler besides, actually, you, Bubba Ray, who was there as a surprise. Right. But he was the only wrestler there who had worked the show that went back after during the intermission and met with every single fan that didn't get a chance to meet him yet. And I thought that was awesome too. Yeah. He really, um, he really knows about like forging a connection with the fans. And I think not to suggest that he didn't know that when he was in WWE, but I think he, he kind of knew when he left, this is my, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be, I'm going to carry myself like a star. I'm going to be a big deal and a star, but also I'm going to really have a connection with everyone. And you can just tell, like, yeah. he just, he's got it. He just knows it. He's and you good. can tell it's, it's a natural thing too. Like he, it's not, it's not him just putting on like a front, you know what I mean? Like he genuinely yes. is just a really nice guy. Although he did throw his wrist tape at me once after a match. <laughs> yeah, like, well, at least he didn't bite he your can- ear. True. He came in the back and I was sat there like on my phone or whatever. And he took his wrist tape off and I just felt it like hit my head. And I went, what are you doing? And he was like, 
oh, I thought you had some water, but you didn't have any water, so I got angry at you. And I was like, what are you doing? What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a pretty valid reason. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I'm so I'm still I'm, I'm I was incredibly jealous of Chad because I was I was out of town for that uh, show, um, mm. and I mean I I. I cannot speak highly of the pro wrestlers that I've met because every I've met AJ Styles and I met Becky Lynch and those two are just incredibly sweet people and I know you guys well specifically I know Kenny has talked with a lot with AJ with Inside the Ropes and, yeah yeah Kenny, I met him, yeah I, I met him once um, and he was very very jet lagged and tired and then we had an interview scheduled with him for What Culture the interview got cut off halfway through because he had to go and do a run-in that was unplanned by this promotion, which I won't name because they're not very good. Um, <laughs> and the promoter walked into the room in shot and went, sorry, we need, we need to have AJ. And AJ was like, sorry, guys, I didn't realize this was going to happen. And we were like, oh, no. He ran off to do his run-in. Then he had to get ready for his match and wrestle his match. And it was the last match on. And we thought, we've lost the interview. That's it. Like, it's gone. And it was a really big deal. And then he came back after his match in his gear, hadn't yet, you know, taking a shower or anything and he was like yeah let's uh let's carry on the interview and i thought that was again that was really he's an awesome guy yeah was, i'm assuming he was the same to you was, was, oh, that, yeah. the, was that the hulk hogan uh, wrecking ball video yes interview? that was that video yes <laughs> <laughs> no yeah yeah he was yeah he was incredibly nice to to me too because like i went up wait it was at an auto show of all places and when That's i and, and when i went there like it, he was the he was the highest attraction no one was giving a crap about any of the cards and stuff like that they were <laughs> like this wrestler is here in the back corner go <laughs> and then like i get up there there's tons of people we waited for about like maybe three four hours to, just to make sure we got a chance to meet him and get out of there kind of quickly and um i got up there and I think his parents were there too. I'm pretty sure because like there's this old woman and this old man who I assumed was his uh his parents, and I got up there and I was like, "It's so awesome to meet you." Um, I tried to get like a personalized uh, uh signature, and then his mom goes, "Oh, they're trying to make sure everybody gets signatures, and we're trying to do this as quickly as possible so nothing personalized, everyone gets the same." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, oh, no right. worries, no worries." And then AJ's all like, "Yeah, sorry, man." I'm like, "Dude, you're here. I'm, it's fine. Like, no, just total chill." And it was just like. He was incredibly awesome. Becky was sweet as hell. Like, just one of the nicest people. Because I came in with a Sami Zayn shirt. We started snapping at each other. And, <laughs> yeah, she she's just a s- sweetheart and, like, gave me a hug. Crazy cool person. And um, I'm going to, um, speaking of Kenny, too, uh, when we go, when me and Cindy go to WrestleMania this year, um, we're going to the Brock, the Paul Heyman show that Kenny oh, just put out for Inside that. the Ropes. And we got... We got VIP for that, so we're hoping to meet Paul and Kenny because I know I've talked to Kenny on the on the live streams that you guys do, used to do on Extra, and Kenny just yeah. seems like a really chill person too. Yeah, Kenny's awesome. Uh, Heyman is like uh, I only met him for about two seconds, really, so I can't speak for how he is in person, really, but. Uh, he's like frighteningly charismatic. Oh shows. god! Yeah, that's what I see every time because I remember like he was doing a video for the Heyman Hustle where he was in Brooklyn, I think, and he was just like talking to people on the street, and it was like he 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 seems he has that kayfabe about him where he just keeps that attitude going constantly, and it's like it's so it's intimidating, but at the same time it's so admirable that he does so he's so charismatic. Yeah, be prepared for a lot of uh, a lot of cursing, a lot of curse words. Oh yeah, no, I, I saw the I saw the clip that he did at the last one they did in the UK for the Inside the Rubs show where he talked about uh, the Undertaker's streak being broken, and yeah, Kenny does a great job too putting on those shows, just really yeah, well yeah, done. Yeah. 
Kenny's Kenny is the the best wrestling interviewer I've ever met or, or like seen. He's just incredible. It's why he, he's one of those people who you think they are doing what they were born to do. Like it's just his most natural. It's in his element. Kenny is the best at at interviewing wrestlers. He's the best. Oh yeah, I mean like it's just. You and I know he had some work with you guys in What Culture, not too much, because then he when he when you guys were getting big with What Culture, <coughs> he then started to go off with Inside the Ropes a little bit more. So, um, yeah. But um, just the way that you guys, I think you and Kenny, like you guys, just put on such a professionalism. But at the same time, you guys show how fun it is to like watch pro wrestling with your friends and watch something that you care about. Because we talked about this with Adam, how like. When we watch the reaction videos that you guys put up, like when the first reaction video for Cultaholic came and it was like a few months since the last one it came out, it was just so nice to have that feeling of just watching pro wrestling with your mates and just enjoying some good jokes and some good laughs while watching something that may or may not be good. But it was just like that's yeah. that's one of the best things I think you guys provide through Cultaholic. If if I was a if I was a fan, I remember thinking this at What Culture as well, um, and I remember thinking if I was a fan, the videos that I would look forward to the most would be the the reaction videos um, because yeah, it kind of when I was when I was uh, a kid when I was first a wrestling fan and even later on when I sort of got back into it because I fell off in my teens and then I got back into wrestling, uh, I didn't have too many friends who were wrestling fans, so I think. And I'm assuming there's probably a lot of people out there like that. So I, I like how we provide content that helps people engage, even if it's not necessarily the thing in their life that's, you know, what they've most got in common with their friends. And also, um, it, the way you the way you said there about how you kind of we kind of remind people how fun it is to watch something with your friends, like any job what we do can some day you have good days and bad days and then occasionally when it all gets on top of me a bit much i'll just sort of snap out of it and think that, like i have to remind myself like this is what i do for a living like it's i'm obviously very great because it's just so much fun it's just such a fun job man i mean it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be possible without everyone who watches us and i'll just be forever grateful to them yeah really. i mean everyone everyone who subscribes on patreon and everyone who supports yeah, you guys and yeah. buys buys the t-shirts and and just watches you through youtube red uh which me being one of those people um i i think there's just so much love and support for you guys and i can say that too from like when when everyone first started joining the cultolic discord through patreon um it was it was great too cuz like not only did did so many people come out and show their support for you guys in this new venture, but then now that there's this whole area now for all these people who one love you guys and two love pro wrestling can yeah, now. Yeah, I was going to say you, you guys yeah. do a great job, by the way. Uh, you guys, you, the moderating team. I'll give I'll give props to you. Oh and yeah, all the, all the guys. Well, yeah, well, you're all yeah, great. Thank you guys for giving me and Cindy the op opportunity to work for you guys in this position because this has been tons of fun and we've met so many cool people through this. Awesome. Yeah. But like, I think having like having that community now that you guys have, like not also on Discord and also on Facebook, it just feels like now it's so hard for like wrestling fans to be alone because then they can just go online and find all these other people that they can talk to about pro wrestling. Now, granted, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not the same as like say someone being on the couch with you watching wrestling, but there's still that, and I think. You guys, Steven Larson, Wrestling with Regret, all these wrestling YouTubers allow mm. that like community of like wrestling fans to 
just talk about the thing that they love most. It is. It's really cool. And I guess, yeah, maybe that's why maybe that's why I enjoy it so much because, yeah, when I was younger, there weren't too many other wrestling fans that I knew. And maybe if I was a wrestling fan, maybe if I was younger and, and was a wrestling fan these days, I wouldn't I wouldn't have found it so sort of such a solitary hobby, I guess, such a such a solitary like interest. Yeah. No, I, I mean, it's it's definitely a great spot for you guys. Um, I know, I know, I had I had Sydney actually mention this to me before when I told her that you were going to come on because I know she's she was ever so hoping for this and I kind of just want to like, I'm not going to, you don't need to give a solid answer if you're not fully on board, if it's not confirmed yet. Um, is there a chance that any of you guys will be going to New Orleans this year for WrestleMania? Uh, I genuinely don't know. Um, we we are go we are we're looking at it from the perspective of uh, we're probably not going to because um, we don't know and we don't know if we'll be in the position where we're able to and I think it's best for us to look at it as though we're not going to because you know we won't be too disappointed if we don't get to um, I think if we were that would be awesome and I'll be looking forward to it so much. But at the minute, I honestly don't know. It, it all depends on the next few months, really. But um, we're, we're basically looking at it from the point of view of we're, we're putting plans into place to cover it from home and see what we do from here and what sort of videos we put out. But obviously, if the choice was there and the chance was there, I'd love to go. But um, I wouldn't be too like disappointed, really. I've sort of come to terms with it because I never thought I'd go to any WrestleMania. I mean, I'd never been to the States. Dallas was the first time I'd ever been to the States, it's even for any reason. Uh, and the fact that I've been to two WrestleManias through my job is just crazy to me. So um, I don't think we are, but I don't know that for certain, but I'm not too disappointed. Well, I mean, that's, that's, the cl- that's the clearest answer I can yeah, give Yeah, okay. Right well, now. I mean, there's still, there's still a chance, but like, I think, I think that's an understandable mindset to have but like how was that i'm i gotta ask too because like this will this wrestlemania will be my first <coughs> me and cindy's first wrestlemania as well mm. um so how was that feeling of like how was that experience of going to wrestlemania for the first time because it was was it the was it the uh i'm trying to remember which one it was that was your first wrestlemania it was 32 in dallas yeah dallas okay so how was how was that whole like week and that whole experience that you guys had there Oh, I'm so glad you've. I could talk about this forever. Like this was, um, <laughs> it was, it was the craziest week of my life. Um, I, I had to. I, I've got to kind of look at it on two levels because, first of all, there was the um, enjoying it as a fan and and how insane it was to be in a city. The city gets converted into like a wrestling city. It's really strange to describe. I guess it's similar to what it would feel like if a city was where the Super Bowl was held or where like you know, the, the NBA finals or the world series, it, it, it takes over the city. It, it's full of fans. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was looking at it from that perspective. And then also it was just, I think when we got to Dallas, I'd been on camera for about since the Royal rumble. So for a few months and I, uh, I'd been, I'd been recognized in public about three times, maybe in England. Yeah. And then got to the States and suddenly I'm in Dallas, which is like, wrestling the wrestling center of the universe for that weekend and it was like nothing i'd ever experienced before i've only experienced it twice in dallas and at uh orlando as well where like we were walking around the streets getting recognized and everyone would be shouting at the time obviously it was what culture so they were shouting what culture what culture it was just like so overwhelming we loved it 
but it was overwhelming. And I remember after a few days getting back to the hotel and I was in the bathroom, I think I was brushing my teeth or like taking a shower or something. And um, my ears felt like when you're at a, like a gig and the music's been way too loud. And I just felt like, wow, wow. Like I was really like the, the noise had just got to me in a good, not in a bad way. It was just like, I was just so drained because of all the attention, I guess. I'd never experienced anything like, like that before. Um, it was insane. It was totally insane. Well, I'm beyond excited now. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, yeah, well, yeah. I know well, when the Ringmaster I mean, crew strolls up, we're going to get recognized all over the place. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, I'll be I'll be tweeting you guys like, oh, the Ringmaster crew. There we go. <laughs> um, but, That's awesome. But, um, but um, no, even, for, even without all that kind of recognition that we got, even without that, it would still have been, it's still a, it's still like nothing else I've ever experienced, really. Like when you, another moment to remember is when you walk into the, like the stadium where it's going to take place because it's just huge. Whichever one, both times I've been, the stadium has been huge. Obviously the New Orleans venue, is it the uh, the same venue as it was at 30? It is, it's isn't the, it? Yeah, it's I the, believe um, it's the Mercedes-Benz Superdome again. Yeah. Yes. So that's going to be huge. When you first walk through the concourse and you get in there, when you walk through the kind of entrance into the arena area where all the seats are, that's that's a moment that where you're like, this is crazy. You'll see the set for the first time with your own eyes. Like you probably have seen the set on the internet beforehand, but when you walk in there and you see it and you see the scale of it, uh, it's just it's just crazy. Like, and also, are you doing um, takeover as well? Yeah, we are going to be doing takeover. Yes, I am also going to uh, be a takeover. Are you? Well, I've never been to a takeover, so you'll have to let me know how that is because uh, I'm I'm very jealous. Indeed. I got I got me, me and Cindy got the opportunity to go to Takeover Brooklyn and SummerSlam last year, and yes. we got to see the debut of Adam Cole. I've never been to I've never been to a show. Well, because I've only been to one Raw, one House show. One pay per view and one takeover, so just cover all the bases solo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. But I had never, cause I, of course, when I when I saw it, I was freaking out like I normally do. But like, just the, that audible like three sixty, everybody is losing their mind over this one person. Mm-hmm. Like it was unbelievable, like how crazy yeah. it got in there. And then of course, like we had we we left immediately after the show was over and got on the subway to head back to where our hotel was and like you know the raw after mania like the crowd that was like chanting all the way on the subway we got that and it was <laughs> wild oh. just everyone was just shouting adam cole baby it's chanting rusev day well rusev day i'm not sure was going on yeah rusev day wasn't on at that time but like yeah. chanting for all the superstars like doing a bunch of all like Shouting Paul Heyman's uh, reigning, defending, undisputed, and it's just like, <laughs> and then there's like, there's like two or three couples on there that have no idea what's <laughs> going like, on. What are all these crazy yeah, that's doing? the thing. We had we had conversations of them. They're like, so where'd you guys just come from? Like, and we're just yeah. like SummerSlam takeover, blah, blah blah, and then they're just like we don't know what you guys are saying at all. And it's just this wild camaraderie of everybody just working together to just be as obnoxious as possible. See, I went to a, uh, I went to a house show in Detroit and afterwards, I forgot what restaurant we went to, but we went to like a McDonald's or something, just some McDonald's. And it was like, we all get there and I walk into the McDonald's and everyone's going, yes, 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 <laughs> at the McDonald's. No. And, and I was like, where am I? <laughs> No, so you guys have obviously got. I forgot Austin that you you'd been to SummerSlam, so you've got some idea of what it's like, and it's like that kind of WrestleMania is like that, but blown up even more. So this may, it'll, this it'll may be very you it'll be very exciting. Yeah, this may surprise you, but I have never been to a WWE pay per view. Yeah, have you never. 
So Ooh. this is this is gonna be. I've been to WWE house shows, but I've never been Ooh. to uh, I've never been to a WWE pay per view. So this so is exciting. So maybe gonna to be me. your first one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, same. Mania was. I've only been to two pay per views, and it was the two WrestleManias. So and that's like, a. If you're gonna go, that's a big one to start off with too. Oh my! It was yeah, and it wasn't the best show, but I enjoyed it because it was it was my first one, and it was WrestleMania. You can't you can't not enjoy it live, right. man. It was awesome. There was definitely some good stuff to it, and to some bad stuff, because of course you guys got the new Raw Women's Championship, and you got the Charlotte, Sasha Banks, and Becky yeah, Lynch three way, which was great. And then of course yeah. you got the whole Boo Fest with Roman Reigns. So I mean, like it you got to cover all the bases. It was certainly something to be part of. Um, I thought I think one of my favorite moments was um, was Zack Ryder winning the uh, the oh Intercontinental Championship. I can only imagine how awesome that would. Yeah, been. it was awesome. Yeah, because that's the thing too is that when that unknown that unknown and that surprise factor helps so much with a with a show, um, because like like when Adam Cole debuted at our Takeover, everyone was going crazy, and you never experience something like that because like I'd, I had been to concerts before and at big arenas and stuff like that like I'd seen Justin yeah. Timberlake and stuff like that but I had never experienced something where everyone was just audibly like losing their minds well like mm. and even for me like I've been to tons of wrestling shows but they've all been pretty, they've either been Ring of Honor shows or very 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 cheap indie shows that I got like free tickets to because I'm cheap and and like so you know and, and since I've been to so many of these wrestling shows and I've seen so many wrestling in general you know, I keep thinking like, okay, like I know what I'm going to, I know what it's going to be like, but then I tell myself, you have no idea. This is going to be on a completely different level of like just how incredible this is going to be. Like, yeah. like we're going to see Ronda Rousey wrestle her first, probably her first match. And we're going to see the rematch between Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles yeah, from New Japan. Like we're already get in store for a crazy show and I can't wait. Yeah. And I mean, Jack, Jack with Orlando got to experience the return of the Hardys, which was one of the craziest mm. moments of the last few years. I am not to not to brag guys or anything, but I was one of the last people to speak to the Hardys in between their <laughs> Ring of Honor match and right. the uh, humble the rest of it. No, um, when they was, debuted, uh, were you like he bit my ear? <laughs> no, I, I was just losing my mind. I didn't even think that. Um, no, it was it was insane because they just um, the reason that I didn't go a takeover that year was because I was covering Supercard of Honor in in Lakeland, which apparently is nowhere near Orlando. It's an hour away. <laughs> um, so we drove all the way out there and I was doing interviews backstage. So I saw Cody again, who by this point I like kind of knew. Um, I saw Matt Hardy, who I kind of knew as well, but I had to wait until after his match to interview the, the pair of them. And their match was the ladder war with the Young Bucks. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah. Um, and it was a uh, very risky, like a lot of high risk spots and a lot of that sort of stuff. And I remember watching that match backstage and seeing like, Osprey was there and I'll never forget Osprey's reaction to, there was a spot where I think it was Nick Jackson, uh, kind of was on a ladder. It got pushed over. He like sidestepped to the next ladder. That one also toppled like dominoes. And then he he stepped onto the top rope as it was falling and did like a, a senton through a table on the outside. And obviously everyone lost their minds because it was a, an incredible spot. And even backstage, Osprey was in front of me watching it on a monitor and he like jumped to his feet and went like, oh my God, like Osprey was losing his That's mind. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's good to know that wrestlers still occasionally, you know, mark out a little bit. Um, but I remember watching that match and thinking, 
well, there's no way they're going to debut now. They wouldn't have had that match the night before if they were going to debut, if they were going to return, sorry. And then swerve. Yeah, no and, then, and do another ladder match. Yeah, exactly. So if anything, it, it, it made it more surprising for me. I remember when the New Day teased it and kind of went like, oh, who's the fourth team going to be? Who could it possibly be? And I remember thinking, it'll be those guys because there's no way that the Hardys can... And it, it was... Yeah, it was the reaction was incredible. Um, I can only compare it to the Austin Pop at WrestleMania 32 when he came out with Michaels and Mick Foley. Yeah. Um, but without the benefit of that big glass shatter, even yeah. with the Hardy's kind of more low key intro, yeah, it was still it was instant. Like the pop was insane, and like you said. It's the 360 aspect of it. Everyone around you is losing their minds as well. It's it's like nothing else really. I rewatched yeah, I rewatched that on YouTube like of a, of a fan filming it and just not like that glass shatter is always a huge pop when it's in Texas. God, that that crowd yeah. lost their mind. This is getting me yeah. so excited to go to the show. Yeah, we're just like, we're just we're just building up right now and we're just like I'm still like, even like yeah. I mean like, you know, I'm going to Joey Janela's spring break. I'm going to the. Are you? Yep. I'm going wow. to. I think. I think I'm going to an an all Japan show. I'm going to some Jap, uh, Japan show. Uh, I bought a, cool. a, t- a ticket package that my friends told me to get. Um, I'm going to. I think a progress show. I know progress is on. Oh, there. are you going to progress? Yeah. And those are the three oh, that I know for man. sure I'm going to. And I'm excited. Oh. And, and the indie fan in me is like, man, those are going to be the best shows of the entire night probably. But, like, I don't know. Then then the wrestling fan in me is just like, oh, no. Like, it's Wrestle fucking Mania. Like, exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, the the even if WrestleMania is not the best show, it'll still be the one that I, I think you'll remember most oh, because absolutely. it's WrestleMania. Yeah. Right? But but the, the progress I'd be very, very excited about indeed. Oh, I'm super excited. Um, my first, like, I mean, obviously, it'd be my first progress show. Like, yeah. I'm just excited in general for it. Not not just the wrestling, but the um the sort of spirit and the community that they've got. That's it's, probably it's like the one thing else, I'm really. looking forward to the most is like, I don't know, mm. like, you know, being living in the States, you know, I, I've, I've wanted to experience a UK wrestling show because from all the shows I've watched on TV, the fans seem incredible. Mm-hmm. And I want to experience that part of it too. We're a little bit unbearable. We're a little bit sarcastic, <laughs> yeah. but we're all right. And well, yeah. I'm unbearable and sarcastic. So I, think, I, think, I, think we, I think both sides of the countries. <laughs> Get a little bit unbearable, but yeah, you guys just put out you you guys just put out your first list working with Progress as well on the on the channel, mm-hmm. which watching like the clips from those matches because I had, I also have not seen a Progress show, um, but seeing like you you describe the matches and also seeing the video clips that you guys had for the matches made me want to see yeah. those matches because I knew I know some of the guys already, but like just hearing you describe it while watching the clips that you guys showed was like, I'm like, I got to start checking these guys out. Cause I'm like, yeah, we, I'm missing we were very, out. We were very excited that they let us use their footage. We're hopefully going to do um, more of those sort of videos with other, um, like other various other indie promotions. But we thought that was the best one to start. We also, myself and Pachidi have met Jim Smallman before. who's like the co-owner and ring announcer of, of, of progress. So, um, it was kind of the natural place to start. And I'm a big fan. It's my favorite. Even when, even when I was working with WCPW, we weren't as established as, as progress. And if I was sort of held at gunpoint and said, which, which is your favorite UK indie? I'd, I'd have to say progress. I just think they've got a commitment to long-term storytelling that not really a lot of other UK promotions do. Well, and it's just the, the stars that like, 
I mean, like, it's the UK independent scene, so, like, all of the big names have been to, like, ICW and all of the other ones, but it's just, I feel like Progress is that company, at least from what I've seen, that were the reasons why, like, Marty Skrull and, like, Osprey and Havoc really kind of became uh, who they are. Definitely, definitely Havoc, definitely Havoc, 100%. He had a, a long arc of a storyline, really, where he turned heel and then became just so twisted and evil. It was awesome. Uh, Skull, I think, is more of a Rev Pro guy. I might be wrong in saying that. I don't know. Um, but definitely all of the top UK guys of this current generation, I think, probably do owe a lot of their success to Progress. But then at the same, at the same time, the promotion obviously owes a lot of success to the wrestlers as well. That's for sure, yeah. And, like, talking about Marty Skrull, too, like, we got the big all-in show that Bullet Club announced, which oh, that's going awesome. to be insane. And, and me and Cindy have confirmed, <clears throat> me and Cindy have talked to each other. If it's in Chicago, we're buying tickets and we're driving. Cause we yeah, because you're, from, you're from Michigan, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, we're from so, Michigan. Yeah. Chicago's not a long drive. I mean, you might need to get a third train ticket if, if it's in Chicago. Dude, you, I'll too. throw you in the back of the car. We <laughs> we'll will go. do it. I'll, yeah, I'll, we'll I'll, do I'll, it. Sit, you, <laughs> I'll sit in your trunk. I don't yeah, care. Dude, yeah, we'll do it like that. And like, I got a friend who lives in Chicago. We'll just live with her for the night and then just watch that <laughs> show. But I know they haven't announced a, loca- a location yet. Um, no. And they're, they're, they've been teasing different names and stuff like that. But I, I don't think I've been so excited for an independent show since they announced that. And like, well, especially with the stuff that's going on with uh, Bullet Club with Cody and Kenny Omega and all this other stuff. That show just seems like it's going to be so well booked and have so, such great matches on there. I'm beyond excited for it. Bullet Club is fine. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no. It, um,. I, uh, Cody did it, he tweeted something about the potential location or something like that. And I, um, I quite cheekily tweeted him saying like, oh, hey man. And he replied like, Jack, you can have press access, but <laughs> he didn't offer any sort of plane tickets or accommodation or anything. So I don't know, I don't know how I'm going to be able to do that unless it's in London, but I don't think it will be. I'm pretty sure it'll be in the States. Well, Chicago was, would be fantastic. He said he was blown away by the Mount Pleasant show, so maybe he was so blown away <laughs> that they'll have the yeah. all-in show in Soaring Eagle Casino. Oh, yeah. And then I can just get breakfast yeah. and then walk across the street to it. I mean, that's the thing, though, is that like that's not a 10,000-person arena. No, that's not even an 1,000-person Yeah, arena. exactly. No, but oh, I, yeah, it would be, uh, it would be more likely, yeah. I think... I think um, I'll be very interested to see what the main event is. Oh, yeah. Um, It'll probably be, like, I, I can only imagine. Um, I mean, if I had to probably guess what it is now, it's probably going to be the blow-off to the Cody-Kenny angle. I mean, you'd you'd think. You'd think. But isn't, but... hang on, isn't the, um, isn't one of the New Japan Long Beach shows getting that? Or have I just made I think, that up I think totally? they're I think their super card that they're having in New Orleans WrestleMania weekend is getting That Cody, was it. Cody that was it. Sorry. Omega. Yes, you're right. Well, we could do because we're, uh, we're getting Cody and uh, Omega at the Super Card of Honor. Yeah. So we could get that match. And then if they have something in between there, that's the other match. And then the rubber could be at all in. That's at all in. Mm. Yeah. Now, I, yeah, because I, we looked at that show too as another one, and we were like, we Cindy especially was like, I need to see that match, and I'm like that, and then we looked at it, and the arena was just too far away from our hotel, which is like right next to the Superdome, so we were just like, right. we can't do it, because like we had already we had already badgered and badgered my parents. 
for like so many things. Like we're seeing, we're getting VIP tickets at access to meet Sasha, Alexa, and yeah. Finn, and like they've already given us so much. Especially me, because this is my sister's graduation present. I'm just along for the fun because my sister loves me, <laughs> and like I'm just happy to be here. But like we've, ba- me and her have badgered them for so many things. Like. Literally, the Inside the Ropes Paul Heyman show was the last thing. They're like, this is it. See, and we're like, yeah, that, we, I mean, we got the good one. Understandable. See, I yeah. uh, I told Sydney that you should do TakeOver, and then the next day the main event was announced. It'd be Cody and Kenny. And then I, I was like, oh, man, I feel really bad for Austin and Sydney, but I might sell my TakeOver ticket and go see Super Card. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm, th- I'm literally this close to getting the Super Card of Honor ticket, and just if I can't give my NXT ticket away, just – Saying, oh well, I think and we just were just yeah, we were just too nervous about selling it about like how it would how it would go down because mm-hmm. I think we were yeah, just like yeah it's it's too it was too risky for us because I didn't want to sell it not get that much back from it or just not go well see, and then not be able to get that show and lose takeover at the same time. See, you keep your takeover ticket and then you and Sydney buy Supercard of Honor tickets and then you can just come with me to Supercard of Honor because I'm gonna have both tickets anyway and then we'll all just go watch <laughs> Ring of Honor. If we if we if 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 every day we we've at least promised our parents one day where we'll do whatever they want and not <laughs> fill it with pro wrestling because my mom hates pro wrestling See, and everything uh, about it so we at least got to make sure that we have some time to spend with them in New Orleans because we've never been. See, I'm going with all I my was gonna smart say, wrestling fans, so I can my entire trip is going to be going to wrestling shows. I was gonna say like um, the one thing you do kind of notice when you're in whichever city WrestleMania is in is that. There's too much. Like, you're not going to... It's probably better just to kind of realize that you're not going to see everything. There's too much. I mean, there was a show... There was a show that we all wanted to go and see. I don't know if you guys have heard of Kaiju Big Battle. That's the the Japanese show I'm going to. Is that the one you're going to? Yeah. That's not all Japan. That's something very different. Yes, Yes, I'm very wrong. But that is the show I'm going to. I know the name. Are you familiar with what that is at all? No, no idea. But my friend said oh. it was going to be the best show of the night, so I said I'd go. <laughs> I mean, it'll it'll be the most different show of the weekend. I'm um, excited. I know I was going to say you was, told me the matches are going to be weird. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> what can I look forward um, to? Tell me what I'm going to be seeing. I've, well, that was we were going to go to that last year, but then there was something else, so we kind of had to accept that like we're not going to get a chance to do everything. Um, but. Kaiju Big Battle, from what I can tell, I've watched a trailer on YouTube, is, um, uh, <laughs> it's kind of like giant, but they're not giant, they're human-sized, but they're pretending to be giant, because they've got, like, buildings around them, kind of like Godzilla and that sort of thing, they dress in big monster outfits and fight each other, it's really, Oh my, it's that's gonna else. be the greatest thing, and you will get a full review at the Ringmaster YouTube You need YouTube to show someone that, dude. I'm gonna get the full I'm review like, of that. what? It's, it's, I've not really done it service there. It, it looks a lot more wacky and interesting than I've just said. Like, there's so much more going on. There's like different, like it sounds like it's like, got a weird, like Shakara feel to it. Yeah, it's like Shakara times like it, it's something else. It's yeah. yeah, it's like Shakara's little brother on Sugar. To <laughs> oh be my saying. Yeah, that's that's a cre- that's a crazy show because I, I know I know some people on YouTube who who like talk about like Japanese monster movies and stuff like that, and like I I know how like wild those are in their own right but to see that like live in front of you must be like ridiculously cool uh it was one that it was one that i was disappointed not to go to but um i'm really glad now to hear that 
Um, was it you, Chad, or was it you, Austin, who might be going? I'm go Chad's going. I'm going. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you're going so that I can hear a hear a review because I really am intrigued to see what it's about. Yeah, I'll do it. I'm also bringing. I'm also going to bring. At least I'm thinking about bringing a little portable microphone with me because I know it's an indie show. There's gonna be. I, I'm assuming there's gonna be indie wrestlers that I'm gonna at least bump into. So if I can get a quick sound bite for the podcast. Oh, I honestly have no idea who's in the Kaiju Big Battle like suits who's on the roster i have no idea whether it's guys uh, i honestly it's a mystery to me you you will know more about it by this time like in a few months than i do i can't wait i, I don't have a clue <laughs> I'll, I'll tweet i'll tweet at you when the when the, pot, when yeah, the podcast is I'll done i'll give you a good dm when that thank episode you. comes out thanks guys thank you <laughs> yeah well thank yeah thanks for having an interest in listening though that's that's awesome but yeah i mean mm. like it is going back on how it's hard to see everything I feel like it would be easier for people to see everything if they lived in the city where WrestleMania was coming to, which I know is harder for you guys because, of course, the idea of UK WrestleMania has been like sought out for for years now. I think we almost got it. Yeah. Latin. We almost got yeah. it for next year. Yeah. Oh yeah, but but the the only city in the UK that could realistically have it would be London, and London is as much a mystery to me as dallas or orlando was oh, like okay. london's yeah london's huge by my standards man it's it's uh it's a very big city um i preferred actually certainly orlando that was that was great um and dallas well they were both great i preferred both of those cities to london i'm not a big london fan is it just because it's warmer um no because um I mean, I, I prefer the the sun, obviously, but I only really liked it in Dallas because it was like dry desert heat, whereas Orlando, the humidity was just too much exactly. for me, for my, for my English skin. And hair. It's always it's always too much because yeah, we me and my family have been to Orlando many times for like Walt Disney World and yeah. Universal. Did you guys get the chance to go there when you went there? No, but um. Ross isn't. Ross is scared of roller coasters, so. Oh, okay. So I would not picture that <laughs> to be a thing. Well, Disney Disney doesn't have too many roller coasters, and Universal, like now, so has more like simulators where like they jostle you around in front of a movie screen. Can you imagine Ross at like a Walt in like a Walt Disney World park with like a Mickey Mouse person costume, like walking up to him and oh. talking to him? He'd be like, "Get the hell away from me!" Or just wearing one of the hats. Do you remember the video where he went around with um, Primate and they went? around orlando oh, yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. did all the activity they were originally the plan was to go to a theme park but ross dropped the bombshell that like no i'm scared of roller coasters so they couldn't do it yeah well i mean there's there's definitely some that you couldn't miss like there's definitely enough rides i think at theme parks that aren't like crazy roller coasters now if you were like to go to like cedar point in ohio or like a uh, six flags yeah there'd be more mm. chance that it's just like all roller coasters but like at least with Disney and Universal, you have a lot more like pure like like simulators and like different kinds of rides. So there's a lot more variety for people who don't like roller coasters. I they feel have, like they have the drink around the world, which I know doesn't appeal to you, but to me that sounds incredible. <laughs> Dude, Epcot is like like I love just going to the German section of Epcot to just get like a giant pretzel. I've never like, been there. They're so, I don't know. so good. <laughs> I've never been there. I've um I've just had a flashback to when you were talking there about um Ross going up to a Disney character. I've just remembered in Dallas. For some reason, Ross insisted on wearing his crown and cape quite a lot. Oh yeah, this was. I think it was before he realized how much he'd be recognized because then in Orlando he only wore it when he was on camera. But um, in Dallas he was walking down the street. I was with him, and I was just hating all the attention because it wasn't wrestling fans. It was just 
Texans on the street just going like, your highness, what's up? And he, Ross would just be like, hello. And I was there. And I was, <laughs> have you have you ever had secondhand embarrassment where you're like embarrassed because something is happening? It's not to you. You're just present for it. And you cringe I think, so I think much. that's the I think that's the case because I'm straight edge. When you're taking care of friends who are who are drunk right. and you're the only yeah. sober one, you feel that a lot. I mean, yeah. like when like when your friend is like just going crazy and like like macking on somebody or whatnot, and you're just there, just kind of like, okay, I'm part of this too, so let's just get you over here. Yeah, I, I had a. I mean, me and my wrestling fan uh, friends, um, we had a beer pong tournament uh, Royal Rumble weekend a few week uh, years ago and we we had, we invented a thing called the beer pong rumble and we got 20 people at this party and we all drew a number and then it started with a beer pong match you played and then when you lo- when you lost you got eliminated like you were eliminated and then someone else took your spot and then they re- that person re-racked and got a new set you could get your cups back but for every cup you wanted you had to take a shot that sounds elaborate. I entered um, I entered at one and made it to about ten. That's admirable. That's and, very good. And then I don't remember at all what happened the rest of the day because I kept <laughs> I, I got full racks every time I lo- and so my friends told me that I was I was that guy who was embarrassing to be around. Cause, oh, oh dude. Because I kept well. I, I like I like sat crisscross on the beer pong table and cut the CM Punk promo at that rumble a few oh, yeah. you, you were you were the servant <laughs> on the mound. I kept making I just kept cutting a promo. Like I was like, no one can touch me. <laughs> like Very good. And then, uh, and then Booker T came out and drank you all under the table. Exactly. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think of I've not I'm afraid I've not got any good wrestling drinking stories. I, I don't know, I know you I know you told a story when on the What Culture live streams for extra um, when you were oh, in no, Dallas, when you were in Dallas, well, it was, it, I, you were talking about this girl you met named Jessica that you were screaming about. Jessica. Yeah. I remember you were on the live streams and you were screaming about, I think it was in, I think you said it was in Dallas. So you met this girl at a, at a bar named Jessica. And like, there was just a point where like, oh, you were like, no. you were like oh, I miss no. this girl. Oh, I, you, I miss this girl. Oh, and then while I was no. talking to, while I was talking to uh, Adam, you were just in the yeah. back going, Jessica. No, okay. Right. Okay. Let's clear this up right now. <laughs> um, yeah, we were at a bar. Um, yeah, that was it. There was a guy. Oh, for some reason, there was a guy who'd kind of taken my seat to talk to, one of the Adams or Ross or someone who wasn't me, basically. So I went to the bar inside and like just started. It wasn't a very full bar. So I started chatting to a few guys at the bar. And for some reason, they found me funny, I guess, because I'm English. Apparently, that means that you're twice as funny in the <laughs> States than you are in England. But um, I told a joke, not a very good one. And they all laughed. And then they were like, let's get a shot. Oh, Jack, you want a shot? And we shot at whiskey, which I'd never done before. You don't really do shots of whiskey in the UK. That's a shot of choice for Americans. <laughs> we, it's normally tequila over here or Sambuca. But um, we shot whiskey. And then the bar woman, Jessica, after I'd done it, was like, are you 21? And I was like, yes, like you're too late now. But yes, I am Five-year-old Jack. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then, um, and then, yeah, we got talking about, um, I had my Cavaliers jersey on and they were, we were talking about that and I proved that I knew about basketball and then 
yeah, I just sort of thought she was quite a friendly woman. I t- honestly, Austin, I'd forgotten about that until you brought it up. <laughs> no, um, I, I, I see. The reason I remember that is because I, I was talking to you guys, and just when you were just, just the scene of you just sitting while I was talking to Adam no, about like no, pro wrestling, and you were just, you were I just rocking back. I wasn't. No, I wasn't doing that. I wasn't. You were too. Um, you were too. Obviously, it was jokingly because I don't think. I, I, yeah, I don't think there was like actual like I miss her. But like you it were was like, only, you were just like it was Jessica. Only, it was only a poignant moment because when it was time to go, when we had to leave, I don't know whether we were going home or to the next bar, but the guys were leaving. I had to leave with them. And I remember she like went, "I'll never let go, Jack." Like the Titanic. Oh line. yeah, yeah, yeah. You did uh, say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was why it was. That was why it was a a poignant moment for me. Um, <laughs> Oh man, it's really scary that I just totally forgotten about her. Thanks for reminding me. Oh yeah, I actually, totally. I actually, I was single then. I actually have a girlfriend now, and I'm sure she'll be delighted to hear this story. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sorry, I gotta. Pu- sorry, I had to put you on blast there. Have fun it's going right. home to the. Have fun I'm going sure, home I'm to sure that. I'm sure she'll understand. It's oh fine. yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I've never had like an actual like interesting i'm hoping to have some fun stuff because now i'm 21 um but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna drink but i'll at least be able to go walk down bourbon street and not be like okay yeah yeah. just considered like a child yeah apparently you don't have to um apparently bourbon street's the sort of new orleans is apparently i've never been it's the sort of city where even if you're not drinking even if you're not you know even if that's not for you it's just one of those places where there's like eye-catching stuff everywhere it's just like a crazy city yeah well, it's like I went to Las Vegas when I was nineteen, so I wasn't even old enough to drink yet. Yeah, and, no, I yes, and I had a blast in Las Vegas. I went, I went to Vegas when I was eighteen for my graduation party because my parents are amazing, and like let's go wherever we wanted for our graduation of high school. Mm. And I got to go to California and Vegas. I got to see the Michael Jackson one Cirque du Soleil show, and nice. uh, just it's it's crazy being there because I'm not a gambler, but like I got to see like the lights and how like separated that is because like when you fly in like everything's desert and then you just get when you get towards vegas like it's actually where it is it's just lights everywhere there's stuff going on all over the place there's performers and just so much stuff going on there like and i had a i had a ball there and the the michael jackson cirque du soleil show i cannot uh recommend enough i almost stumbled into the britney spears concert oh yeah she was performing Guys, I'm so, I'm so out of the loop there. I don't, I don't know what's going on. We're talking about Britney Spears now. <laughs> <laughs> no, just she almost, she, he almost saw a Britney Spears when I, when concert I was in, in Vegas. When I was in Vegas, I was walking around this venue, and I had no idea. I, I wanted food, and there was food in the venue. And I was, like, walking around. I was actually trying to find a bathroom, I think, at the time. And oh. I was, like, walking around, and this lady was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm looking for a bathroom. Is, there, is that around? And she was like, no. And I, she was like, do you even know where that door leads to? And I'm like, I have no idea. Does it lead to a bathroom? She's like, no, it leads to the Britney Spears show. And I was like, so the bathroom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she did not find it funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to go to New Orleans, though, just because it's so. it seems like such a different area and a fun area to be around. And I think the big thing is just, like, I'll be able to hang out with my with my family and do a lot of cool stuff that originally, like, I, I wouldn't be able to do um, when, I was, when I was younger just because, like, now – at least now, me and my sister are both now semi adults. At when we yeah. when we go to WrestleMania, because she she's she's eighteen, I'm twenty one. So now we're at least semi adults. So it's just like it's kind of just weird to be 
going to a new place now and it's just like we're kind of just going like well one I'm just I'm dragging my mom because <laughs> of pro wrestling which she loves yes. but like it's just going to be it's going to be crazy cuz we haven't been to a new place in so long it's just going to be cool to have that experience I'm I'm just excited yeah, to like get there and just cuz you know like I said I've been to indie shows but like nothing is going to compare to what I'm going to experience there and not even so much with WrestleMania just the fact that like like how Jack said an entire city of wrestling fans yeah like it's just going to be cool oh, bro, to like yeah. know wherever I go I'm going to be in like the I'm going to be in the loop I'm going to be the cool person who's yeah, like, oh, and Kenny Omega shirt that, and that was and that was Brooklyn too for us cuz like like the subway dry, ride home was just all pro wrestling fans and a couple couples that didn't know what was going on and it was just like Walking, walking into the arena and just having that vibe all around us, just to be like, we're not watching pro wrestling with just like a couple friends. We're watching with like tens of thousands of, of other people, and especially too, because like, I think SummerSlam 2017 was considered an okay show by a lot of people, but not necessarily a good show. I considered right. it a good show because my my uh, my ratings were just upped more because I was there and I got to experience... Like, I had never seen Brock Lesnar live before. I had never seen Roman Reigns live before. I'd you never had never se- seen Jinder Mahal live before. Shut that <laughs> off. You <laughs> got to that. see Jinder Mahal beat Shinsuke. Yeah, I never got to see... Well, I got to see Shinsuke's violin entrance and I got to see the Demon Finn for the first time. Like, that was huge. Like, there were so many huge things. I think just experiencing it was better than, like, say, the actual matches or, like, the actual booking. Even though Jinder beating Shinsuke royally pissed me off when I was there. <laughs> I was like, there. this is the dumbest decision you could have made. And I was like, Brock, I need you to kill everybody in order to make up for the travesty that has just happened and he did he did, he did. He, yeah he, did. He, he flipped the table on someone which was awesome and yeah yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah wrestling i'm just i'm so excited i was so like it's just been it's fun comparing those stories too with people who have been to wrestlemania and have been to other like shows like that because like you get you get even more excited because like just the thought of going to wrestlemania is awesome but hearing your stories of your attendances to Wrestle- WrestleMania just makes me even more excited that I'm going to be experiencing this because I never thought I was going to see WrestleMania. No, me neither. Especially being especially being English. You know, it, it seems a world away from us. Mm-hmm. And and with with you guys being with you guys becoming so popular too, that's allowed you to travel to these different locations and go to WrestleMania and go to different like oh, WWE it's crazy. reviews. I, I know like, that I know that Sam wants to one year apparently wants to go to uh, Wrestle Kingdom. I, I assume that I'd be taken along with him. I don't think I'd fare very well in Japan, particularly. Yeah. Um, because I'm quite a claustrophobic person. I think that it would be all a bit too crowded for me. I'm not. I'm not certain. I don't know. I would be. I would be really interesting to go to the Tokyo Dome for Wrestle Kingdom because, like, your instant reaction, I feel like, would be to cheer, like, pop for when the guys come out. But then, like, J- Japan's always so respectful when they watch the entrances. It must like they'd you'd be like, yeah, oh wait, we're we're in Japan. Yeah, although sometimes, um, especially at Wrestle Kingdom this year, they did. There were some pops. They the sometimes when it really goes down on a new Japan show, the crowd do pop. It's a different kind of pop. It's more of like an awe, like rather than a excitement. It's more like being awestruck, but it's still, they do pop a little bit more than I think the perception is maybe a little bit. Well, at the same time though, we're comparing it to mostly American and British crowds, well, of course, which, yes, can be, of course. <laughs> which can be very wily, especially depending on where you're watching from. 
Oh man, the uh, when we arrived at um, both years actually, both years for some reason, when we first arrived at Mania, whether it's the heat or the tiredness because we've been very busy, but both years when we arrived at WrestleMania, I didn't cheer up until the main show started. I was always miserable through both pre-shows. <laughs> Just not a um, fan of the not a fan of the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. I like the Andre the Giant. Actually, no, <laughs> was that the I, year? I was happy. Oh, sorry. Did, did you go the year oh, that Gronkowski was there? I did. I did. That was this. That was last year. Yeah. Um, I, I like that match. Actually, I cheered up earlier this this time because um, Killian Dane did quite well, and I and we know him, and he's a nice guy. Big Demo. But, um, big Demo. But um, especially in Dallas, I was miserable when we turned up at the AT and T, and I remember thinking. Jack, what's wrong with you? Like, this is WrestleMania. Why are you so, like, down? And I've realized it's because, yet again, Ross was in his crown and cape. And also, <laughs> um, and also, I think it was just tiredness. Like, we'd been working very hard. But, I mean, once we were in there, we, we cheered up a lot. Mm-hmm. But the thing that, <laughs> speaking just about American wrestling crowds, I remember walking through the concourse area to the, um, to, like, the arena and everywhere no, there'd be no wrestling yet everywhere on all sides people were wooing like rick flair and i had a headache and i remember being like just let me get to my seat without one more woo but of course there are woos everywhere <laughs> at wrestling shows it's funny you mentioned um, that because <clears throat> even at the ring of honor show i went to we were waiting in line for <clears throat> the door to open and everyone woo! And I, yeah, was, yeah. I thought the same yeah, thing yeah. i was like we need to settle down yeah <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I'm not like I, I sound quite ungrateful there. I, I would like to point out disclaimer: I very much enjoyed both trips to WrestleMania. It was only for about an hour each time. I was a little bit, just a little bit down. But apart from that, absolutely solid. Well, yeah, because you guys were still producing content while you were in Dallas and Orlando for What Culture. So while you were at this place that you guys like, while you were on a trip, it was still like, you're still working yeah, and you're a, still it was doing a business a bunch trip. Of, it was a business trip. Exactly. Was, I, I think, I mean, you're technically correct, but I mean, it felt awesome for us though. I mean, like it was nice that we went to the States. It was a new place for me. I'd never been there before. And I enjoyed all the little, you know, specific differences between not even just the U S and the UK, but like the differences between Texas and Florida. But, um, I remember thinking when we got back the first time, um, the flights were all split. So I think Sam was on his own. I think the Adams had a separate flight. Me and Ross had a um, had our own flight. We were the last two to leave Dallas. We almost missed our plane. It was a disaster. Ross typed his birthday in wrong on the ticket machine at the airport. Um, it was very. It was. It was scary. We nearly missed our flight, but we got it. Um, and we got home and we landed in Newcastle airport and we got on, we have a Metro system. Does, does Detroit have a Metro or not? Uh, see, I, I haven't been to Detroit too often, but I, I'm pretty, oh, yeah, right. I'm pretty sure, assume, I'm pretty sure they have a Metro. Yeah. Detroit, sorry. Yeah. I, Are you guys from like far away from Detroit? How yeah. big is Michigan? Uh, Michigan. Well, like when, when we ever, when every time we try to tell where, what part of Michigan is, you, you hold up your right hand and then like, like the Motor City machine guns. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a legitimate thing that Michigan Yeah. That's a little bit. Yeah. You point on the, on your hand where you're from and then that's which what hand, you the left idea. or the right hand. You pick up your right hand. So that way the thumb is pointing to the right. So that way yes. okay. when you're showing it to it. other people. Um, now I live more along like the ha- side of like 
like the near the inner like crease of the thumb, like where like I'm I'm by Flint where I live, but like where okay. Chad and I go to where I go to school and where Chad lives, we're like more near the middle finger. Okay, where's Michigan? Uh, Michigan is right next to Wisconsin. Sorry, no, not Michigan. No, uh, where's Detroit? Sorry. Uh, Detroit's more in the lower like bottom palm, I would say. Okay, I've got it. I've yeah, got it. That's a very clever Detroit, method. It's like a, it's like a two and a half hour drive from here. Yes, yeah, it's, it's about two and a half hours from my house. It's about oh, like maybe an hour, no. an hour fifteen. The states are so big. I can't get. Anyway, sorry about that. Um, when we um when we landed, one thing we realized was um we got on the metro system and we were like on our way back to Newcastle from the airport, and it was silent. Like nobody was talking, and it was like the culture shock of like. Wow, we were in America, we got used to, because you guys, I don't know if you know this, but, like, there's a lot, of, strangers don't talk to each other as much in the UK as they do in the States. I, like, yeah, it's, I don't know if you, but I don't know, I think we're the weird ones over here, I think you guys have got it right. I, I think we're the strange ones, I but think, it was just like... I, yeah, I think, I think it's because, like, I, and, it, and it definitely depends, too, on what area of the States that you're in, because, like... Okay. The South tends to be the more like homegrown, like friendly types of things. Where like, like you could get in an elevator and someone will start chatting you up and stuff like that. Like, right. I, I've I've seen like interviews of like British artists and British uh, uh, celebrities who like when they first came to America. Like, like I know I know because I'm because I'm a big Ed Sheeran mark. Um, Ed talked about him and his friends being in an elevator and like. Houston, and then they like this cup, this this old these older couples were like chatting them up, like, "Well, hey guys, are you musicians? We can just yeah. tell. Well, hope you have a great show tonight." And then they're like talking to each other, like, "Were they about to rob us?" <laughs> it's just like I think it's just it. It definitely depends because I know in New York, like, because I've been to New York a lot of times. And on the New York subways, it, it tends to be really quiet unless you get, like, some performers that'll come on there and, like, play music yeah. and stuff like that. Because that does happen. Because you got people on the subways that are, like, busking and playing music and trying to make some money yeah. and do some cool stuff. Um, and the South, I think, tends to be a lot more open and friendly when they talk to people. Um, I, up here, it's a little bit more, like, like, it's a little bit more inclusive, but not too inclusive. I'd said hi to someone... In an elevator, literally on my way to the studio today, and she just looked, <laughs> she just scoffed at me. So I was just, oh. just like, oh, you, okay. you tr- yeah, you try, you try, I, and I do try to do that too, because like you'll get you'll get in here from in Michigan, you'll get that times where you'll be like, hey, like your shirt, and they'll be like, why are you talking to me? And it's just like, in especially too, I walk on co- campus. Everybody's got their headphones in, me included too. But I'm listening to music and I'm like jamming to myself. Um, but like. Almost everybody's got their headphones See, in. So I like, love I love conversation. So I always never have music on because I I yeah. I want to have the awkward conversation. I like music too much. Like just not. It's 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 a soundtrack. I like having a soundtrack when I'm when I'm doing I'm a, stuff. I'm a yeah. podcast mark. I listen to podcasts. That's what I listen to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you guys. I've been listening to a few podcasts. Yeah. Sorry. Well, yeah. You, sorry to interject. Yo, yeah. Well, you guys got the new podcast on uh, what culture that you've been doing with Matthew. How's that been going? Oh, I was just going to talk about the podcast that I listened to, but okay. Um, so the the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast, I think we're calling it that? The Cultaholic, yes. Um, that's uh, a lot of fun. Um, I've known Matthew for about... for the, Sorry, for anyone who's listening who doesn't know, he was the in Botchamania, which is like... How would you describe Botchamania? Uh, just a celebration of pro wrestling at, at its faults. 
um when yeah. when they're not when they're not getting killed i feel like um but yes. but yeah it's a celebration um, of like just slip ups and mess ups in the the show that we love like a bl- like a, a never ending blooper reel yes it's a blooper reel yes um and i've not really told him this i don't think because i don't want to make him feel too old or big headed but matthew's one of the reasons i got back into wrestling um i should probably tell him that's quite a big deal i guess <laughs> yeah um, maybe next episode we got the yeah, matches exclusive here i think i'm i think i'm seeing him on friday so i should probably let him know but yeah he got me he was one of the reasons i got back into it um because botchamania has been going for like 10 years now and i remember watching that as a teenager and just finding it hilarious and it kind of helped yeah it kind of helped spark my love of wrestling back into life i guess and yeah so it's very cool to be doing a podcast with him I can run quickly through the structure of the show if you like. I don't know. No, I think I think that's okay. Back. But I, I like that you said that he got he, Matthew was one of those guys that got got you back into wrestling because I know for you guys for Cultaholic for Adam Adam uh, you Ross and Sam, you guys sparked a lot of people to get back into wrestling as well. I know Sydney specifically was one of the ones that was like, she did not watch wrestling very much like in like the mid. 2000 like from like 2012 to like 2014 she wasn't really watching much but like when you guys started coming in with your videos i think around 2015 i want to say you guys started making your videos yeah it would have been because i i I wasn't on the channel from the start but i started in january 2016 so yeah yeah, 2015 sounds about right yeah, yeah you started with the rumble when 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 you guys first started making content on youtube um like that definitely sparked Sydney's interest into getting back into wrestling and also just like for a lot of people just the history of wrestling because like with the network coming out there was so much stuff for people to watch a lot of people were like where do we even start like with like going back to watch stuff and then like seeing like like you know Adam booking something or like you guys watching a pay-per-view or doing lists um it definitely I think it's crazy too that you say that you had um, Matthew spark you back into wrestling because now you guys are like reasons a lot of people are getting back into wrestling. Yeah, we hear that a lot, and it's always um, it's always very very flat. It's one of the most rewarding things people say to us. <clears throat> um, the most the best thing any pe- the best thing people ever say to us, I feel, is when someone tells us that for like whatever reason, whether it's something to do with their personal life or mental health, family problems or anything. Whenever someone says that we've helped get them through tough times, that's the best always. That's always the, I mean, I can't begin to sort of comprehend that we've had that much of a positive influence on somebody, but it's awesome, obviously. Um, But the second best thing that I like to hear is that we've, yeah, we've got someone back into wrestling or that we've, um, we've actually started to, like, we've had quite a few new fans come up and say, like, you, you helped me get into wrestling in the first place. It's always very... Uh, I don't know how to describe it. It makes me sort of, it makes me sort of think, how has it come this far? Like, how am I having this much of an influence on someone? But it's awesome at the same time. At least it's in a positive way, I guess. Yeah, and one thing I can tell you too, like I don't, I'm, I'm sure you guys hear this one too, but for for me specifically, like you've allowed me to the chance to meet new people because, like, I know, like when when we started doing the what when you guys did the what culture live streams, um. Me and a group, me, Sydney, and a couple other people that watched the streams made a group chat for people yeah. who watched them. 
and then that spawned into um, more people joining that chat. And then um, we ended up when we went to SummerSlam uh, in Brooklyn last year, we got to meet one of those fans that we um, that we met on online. It was it, yes, it was Marv. Yeah, because he's super because yeah, yeah, yeah. he super kicked me and uh, like a like a jackass. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like we got to meet him. Like when we went to go see Becky, like he he held us a spot in line like near the front, which I I thought we were gonna get massacred for doing that um but like thankfully it was all cool and like that was huge for for, too just the fact that he held that for us and he's an incredible guy shout out to him go subscribe to him on youtube um but man yeah i mean that 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 ability that we've met people and like i talk to people on twitter and snapchat and stuff like that it's just like i i now have more wrestling fans than i had since I started watching, which is huge. Yeah. And I thank you guys for it, that too. It's, um, that, oh, thank you guys, because, I mean, it works both ways. Uh, I've, I often have to sort of stop and think, like, what, how did this happen? Because um, I never sort of had any intention to be a presenter or anything like that. Um, I was always going to be a writer. Writing was my, like, thing at school and at university. I'd studied English at uni, and then when I graduated, I joined What Culture as a writer. I, I was there was no YouTube channel when I started. Neither of the Adams were there. Uh, it was me, Sam Ross, and like a little office of writers. Um, and then obviously, the Adams got on board, and the YouTube channel took off, and be- largely because of Sam's editing as well. Sam's fantastic. Oh yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, and then. Pachidi was ill for a little while. And a lot of people think that was a kayfabe illness because he came back and suddenly he, he was like, I was away starting WCPW, but that was all kayfabe. <laughs> people still think that was It was, it was um, that no. Cena Colada, right? Yes, it was. It wasn't. He, he, was, <laughs> he was actually, um, he's all fine now. It wasn't a, like a lasting illness, but it was one that sort of, he was off for a long time. Um, and without, and it's so strange to say, but without that, I wouldn't, everything would have been different because myself and Ross would never have been on the channel. Yeah. Well, you and, yeah, and, we you were, and Sam were first, first appeared in a video, like when Adam was out of action. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Sam first appeared then, uh, Susie the month after and Ross around the same sort of time started doing WTF moments. Yeah. And, God, um, Susie, I totally, uh, what, forgot, I totally forgot about Susie. Sorry to cut you off, but yeah, Susie for the short time she was on, I loved her. I thought she was wonderful. <laughs> Susie's great. Um, I haven't seen her for a little while, actually. I might see her hopefully this week. We're going, or we're going to try and get tickets to go to a show in Newcastle. And I believe she may be working on the show as like talent relations. I'm not certain about that. Yeah, because she, um, yeah, she's working. She's I've seen I've seen that she's worked as like a manager on uh some other uh independents, right? She was in W. She was primates she, manager. She was in my WCPW. favorite part of WCW for a little bit. WCPW, yeah. Yeah, sorry, WCW. Well, the Susie and primate. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. Um, then he speared me because I hit on her. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, um, Susie's great, and because once she left, obviously she lives in Scotland, which is, I mean, it's not too far from Newcastle, but it's far enough that you won't see someone too regularly if you're in different places. But um, yeah, Susie was fantastic. Um, Who else do we have? Simon Miller's obviously still doing great work at What Culture. And Kenny. And it was like the little core of us. And um, I just often think like, 
I feel very lucky because I feel like I've had a lot of not not to not to kind of not to kind of be like oh I don't deserve any of this. I do feel like I did I have worked hard, but at the same time I do feel incredibly lucky to be kind of surrounded by talented people and uh, just kind of made a few blind decisions throughout the past few years that have kind of all turned out okay, which is I feel very very fortunate um, and. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of like a moral to sum it up, but I can't think of one to be honest. I just guess I'm going to enjoy it while it while it's going on. I guess you know to sound sappy, but I guess it's like you know, bank bank on yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, do do what I think. I think do what you enjoy is a is a thing I've learned because I know that obviously not everyone's in the sort of position where their job is what they enjoy, but I think the important thing to do in life is maybe to even if what you do for a living isn't what you enjoy on the side do what you enjoy do it as a hobby write something create something do what you enjoy because you never know like it might turn out, it might turn out really well you never know oh yeah absolutely and i that that I, i'll leave it on that because that was a great way to leave it off too i mean thank you yeah, thank- it all got a bit serious sorry about that <laughs> no, no no yeah i mean we've I, definitely had a wide span of what we've talked about i think this is my yeah. favorite episode we've done yeah like, this if is i'm being honest oh, yeah God, thank you man yeah thank well thank you so much for coming on i mean like thank you guys we didn't even talk about raw smackdown i'm yeah, not even for, mad dude this weekend <laughs> this week of raw smackdown was just dull and i'm just glad that we got to talk about like just the shows that we've been to the people that we've met and just great stories and great things to talk about but yeah thank you so much jack for coming thank you on. guys it's been it's been awesome it's been a pleasure absolutely yeah and a shout out to adam too for for allowing me the opportunity to talk to you guys and for letting me be a moderator for you guys and everyone needs to make sure that if they're not already to subscribe to cultaholic check out the website if you can uh support them on patreon because i think i speak i mean i speak for me and chad myself you guys are absolutely deserving of support because you guys make incredible work thank you but yeah, I mean, thank you guys so much for listening. I mean, you can follow Jack, of course, at J- Jack the Jobber. You can follow. Me. Thank you. I was get, I was getting ready to plug it. I was waiting. I was oh, like, Oh, I know, I know you were. I know you were, <laughs> dude. I got you. I got you. And yeah, follow, follow the other guys too. Oh, at Cultaholic, you can find all their Twitters and everything like that. Um, you can follow me at szoomer4 and Chad. And you can follow me at the Chad100. Yep. And be sure to. Is that yours, Chad? I'll follow you because I don't think I do yet. I'll follow you, Chad. Chad oh, just, Chad just, his heart started would beating. Me, nothing would make me happier was, uh, i asked adam pachita was, to follow was, me and i'm still waiting on it what was your um what was your handle sorry uh uh the chad 100 i'll type it in the uh, uh, yeah i'll uh, type the it chad. into discord i've got it i'm, I'm googling it now uh, the chad it's with two d's it's, it's a, a weird one it's me and cody oh, Rhodes. No. oh yes there i've got you i've got you all righty yeah well there you go there chad go. you gotta follow from jack oh man Hey. All my life's dreams have come <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, finally, you can follow uh, the Ringmasters Twitter at Ringmasters Pod and subscribe to us on YouTube, Ringmasters Podcast. And yeah, thank you guys for joining us for this incredibly special edition of Ringmasters. And we will catch you guys next week. Oh, come on, baby.